to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. If you're anything like Sayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Sayla and I created this checklist for ourselves as we evaluated different multifamily syndication opportunities as a passive investor. So we would love to share it with you so you can use it as a resource as well. Download your free copy today at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today our guest is Gita Faust. (laughs) And she is a well-known accountant, author, mentor, and QuickBooks guru, often sought after as a real estate national speaker and consultant. And with years of experience in the real estate field as an investor, she helps her clients easily understand difficult real estate accounting concepts and stays with them every step of the way. And so Gita, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your expertise with us in this field that is very complicated and helping us to navigate different ways that, you know, and helping us to understand a lot of the terminology and different ways that we can potentially utilize it within our own different situations. Thank you, Eileen. Thank you for having me. And I am so excited to be here and share and the tips and knowledge I have. You know, the more the merrier, we can reach out and help other investors grow. And uh, without having that financial accurate reports, you can't grow your business. You know, it has to be black and white. So can you share a little bit more about your background and what your current focus is? So we are investors as well, and we are looking into more into going into multifamilies and commercial at the same time. It's a journey. At the same time, I'm an accountant. I have a graduate degree. Of course, I'm educated, and I'm a QuickBooks solution provider. I've been on my own business since 30 years. I enjoy helping other investors as well grow their business, because whether you have one unit, you just start with a single family, residential, long-term, right? And we investors grow once we see the cash flow and that passive income coming in, right? We are so apt to look about our future, how we grow and invest more. So when we retire at one point, we have that funds, we have the money. And we like small clients as well as big clients because we see them grow and we become a part of their family. Fantastic. And so for you, Kita, let, you know, let's start with the top basics. For mm-hmm. someone who is just getting into real estate and maybe utilizing an accountant who's not as familiar with like all the tax implications and things associated with real estate investing, what are some of the major differences as a real estate investor versus a non-real estate investor? Oh my God. So real estate investor, if you have only one unit, it's money in and money out, right? It's the same concept. But the main thing is you have to know whether to keep your books on, keep track of your money that you owe, right? And that's called the accrual basis. So 
the differences between accrual and cash basis. And we like to look at cash flows for our clients on accrual basis and cash basis. So accrual is for future money that you're going to receive and future bills that you're going to pay. And the cash basis is money coming in as of today and money going out as of today, right? Paying your bills. So the difference is they have to really keep in mind both of that aspects because when they start, whether they're in real estate or not, they everybody should keep their books on accrual and cash basis, right? If you do it on accrual, then cash-based reports are very easy to populate. The unique thing in the real estate is we have so many uh, transactions that don't hit our bank account or credit cards, right? We don't see that money being deposited right away, like construction loans, right? But we still need to keep track of it, how much was agreed upon and how much is drawn and not, right? So the initial, when we get the loan, it doesn't hit the books, but we still need to keep track of it, right? Uh, Second situation is when you get a loan, primary loan, uh, you're paying escrows. You need to keep track of those escrows because the money that is taken out of escrows to pay for taxes is does not hit your bank account, but it's still a transactional that needs to be recorded. So those are the key two differences right on ba- top of my head that I would like to share, right? So there you go. You got that inside tip that you have to keep track of the money that does not touch your bank account. So for you, why did you decide to focus on real estate particularly? Right. Oh, that is an interesting story. So I'm going to fast forward to when I started my business, right? In walked a client and he said he had one property. And I was like, yeah, I can help you out. Little did I know about clients And the real estate niche that I created for myself, even though I was an investor, I knew that part, but uh, looking for uh, for a client was a total different situation. And as weeks and months went by past, he said, I have X amount of properties, over 100 properties. And he got me more into real estate in the accounting world. And then I started educating myself more and more on the tax side and the accounting side, because accounting is not only debits and credits. The more I got to know my clients in real estate, I found out real estate, of course, which was already passive, they also had an active income. So they may have a retail store, e-commerce, they may have a manufacturing company, they may have doctors. So what happened, we became a family, right? So we got all their accounts, so we got we took care, care of all their financials. We would be their fractional CFO, consolidate all their financials as well, give them more advice on different aspects. So we became kind of a family, not only with the real estate, but other businesses. So even though our focus is only on real estate, but we get all the other industries that we work with. And it's like, Bringing a family, being a part of their success and growth, uh, not only for active, but passive as well. And so how important is it to work with a accountant who is familiar with 
real estate and understands the tax implications and all the ways that you can deduct everything and maximizes your taxable income to be the most efficient versus someone who might not be as familiar with the real estate niche. So the thing is, we all have heard it and we all need to be reminded whether you have one property, you're starting off in real estate, or you have millions of properties or that money coming in and money going out, situation that you should keep your funds separate than personal. Even your credit cards and your bank accounts never co-mingle. And that is what is the growing pains for each and every real estate investor. They use their personal bank accounts and credit cards and co-mingle. So when it comes time to track it, to track the money on a monthly basis or a weekly basis or at the year end, which is not advisable, (laughs) it becomes very cumbersome and stress-related. So keeping track of your money is very important as soon as you spend it. So a few of them we do daily bookkeeping for also. And they're on top of it because as we go into month end and do your books, it's very difficult because you're trying to make a deal, close a deal. In the meantime, we are coming and knocking on your door. Hey, give us information and say, I don't have time. So it goes fast forward. You don't have your numbers and you can't make decisions. So now how important is the education is very important. Education never stops, whether you're in real estate or in accounting or any other marketing, it's ongoing, you're learning, right? So you have to account for each and every penny. So the important thing that you need to ask yourself when you're spending money, is this a business expense or not, right? Going further to the next step in the real estate industry, is it for a specific property and which property is it for? That is very important. Got it. Mm -hmm. So keeping track of each and every penny and for each and every transactional funds for a specific property is very crucial. And so what are some of the ways that we can do to kind of simplify the process so that you don't go to the end of the month and then scrambling to grab all your data and put all the books together and do your checks and balances? How do we kind of simplify that entire process? So what we recommend is to get a software, right? Uh, It could be any software or an app on your cell phone, right? Where you can, as soon as you spend money, you take a receipt, you write the property name on it, and you save it. That is the best way you write the property name on that document. So it is very easy to keep track of it, right? And then depending on who you have in your accounting department, you know, accounting department can be as wide as 10 people or less or one person, right, doing everything. So with our clients, we use multiple softwares. We have a project management software that's called a task management software, we have a document management software we use also. So clients put all the documents in one place. So anytime they need to look at a document, all they need to do is search by the amount, the date, or the name. 
And when you search for the document, you can easily see what the property name is. And there you got your answer. Even your loan documents, your closing documents, everything needs to go in one hub. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. As you've been working with your different clients, you know, what has been the biggest mistake that you typically see in terms of like organization and keeping their books organized? Oh my God, that is such a loaded answer. Where do I start? <laughs> I have a whole slew list of things, but let's see. They have to take 10 minutes every day with a cup of coffee and take care of their accounting, whatever they need to do. If they have hired the right person, they should be asking questions on each and every transaction. Not all, but most of them, if they don't have the answer. And the person, the real estate investor, needs to take care of it every day, 10 to 15 minutes. That's all you need with a cup of tea or coffee. The second thing is get the documents in time. Respond back. Check your reports every month. You have to check your reports. One thing that people miss checking is unreconciled transactions. After you reconcile your bank accounts or credit cards, they don't check that report for unreconciled transactions. The last one I want to add is credit cards. You have to take the expenses as you charge them on the credit card, not when you make the credit card payment, right? And many people miss that. And they forget to keep details on each and every transaction. But those are a few of the things that that is very crucial for the investors to keep an eye on. And so throughout the year, as you're automating, you're simplifying your processes, you're keeping your books organized. At the end of everything, when you're actually going in to do for some, uh, and you're putting your taxes together and getting all the documentation ready. What are some of the tips that you have that have, we've been able to maximize our deductions as real estate investors? So the first thing is document, like we talked about, right? You need to have those documents handy. At tax time, you need to have all the last month of statements accounted for. And it's for the end of December, right? And December 31st. And check if your balances are right. To maximize your deduction, again, it comes back to from the day one, your documents. If they're not taken care of, and if that person who is doing the work does not know the difference between expenses and improvements, then the whole system falls apart. So it starts with a person who is educated 
not only in the industry, but also in the accounting field. And tax deduction is my, keep track of your mileage. If you own a car and if it's in the business name, take that deduction. You know, your meals and entertainment, keep track of it. If you're going for a meeting, network meeting, you can take that as a 100% deduction as long as you're talking business. It noted on your receipt as well. For the real estate investors, the main thing they miss out is taking, keeping track of their improvements and escalating their depreciation. And of course, the taxman will take those numbers. If you present it to them the right way, they will take the numbers and it'll be easy for them to even give you more tax advice as needed on a regular basis, right? So any expenses that is related for a business should be recorded. And the person entering the data should be doing and recording, not only entering, but even reviewing your books, right? So we do clean up and review books. So many of our clients do their own bookkeeping. They have a team member, but every month we go and review the books, right? We go look for accuracy. We look for missing transactions and uh, the closing documents. One biggest thing on the closing documents that everybody does not keep an eye on is lender deposits or deposits for utility or, you know, for improvements, money that they are holding back on the closing documents. And for one of my clients, we found like around $50,000 in his five closings he did in one of the years. Uh, it, the lenders were just sitting on it. There were legal fees they paid that they shouldn't have paid. They were holding money for some repairs, which were never done, but we got that money back. So it's worth it to keep an eye on it. So those are the little, not tax deduction, but money that you're losing on the table that you can collect. Yeah. And a lot of times it's just these little things that you don't think about, but once you start adding up these little pieces, it can amount to quite a bit um, at the end. It definitely does. Um, The biggest mistake, you know, you asked me what was the biggest mistake in the real estate investor's mind, right? It is not keeping track of their books, at least on a monthly basis and not paying somebody to do it. So if you're spending five hours, wouldn't you rather find another property that you can close and make thousands and thousands of dollars in one deal every month if you just found 12 properties and you paid somebody 1,000, 2,000, depending on how how many units you have, a fee for accounting? Wouldn't it be better you find a property that could make you five, six, seven thousand or on flips? or more, of course, we would like more, the better, or more cash flow properties on long terms or short terms. So that's one thing that investors don't have that mindset are not taught about overhead expenses. Now, those overhead expenses at the end of the year or end of the month should be split between all the properties to get your true number for cash flow by each property. And that is the biggest mistake that everybody misses doing. How has real estate investing impacted your life? Oh my God. You know what? 
I can take vacations anytime I want. My additional money, if I want to spend somewhere, it has been the best. <laughs> the passive income has made me strategize as to when I am going to retire. The earlier, the better. All right. But then again, I'm sitting and thinking, if I get if I retire today, what am I going to do with my time? <laughs> All right. So here I am still running my business <laughs> along with investment. So it's looking forward to that retirement goal uh, that I feel more secure now than I was years ago. Then saying, okay, I can retire anytime I want to now. So if there was one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started, what would that be? Start early. I did not start early. And, you know, I've, we always, when you're young, you always hear about real invest in real estate. But really, I started very late in life. And I wish I had started earlier. And the same advice I give everybody, start early. You know, because if you're going to have a rental property, it's going to cash flow. Even if it does not cash flow for the first year, as long as you break even, you're good. So that's the way I look at it. I mean, start young and keep on doing it and ask millions of questions. The other thing that I would really like to give an advice to when you guys get a mortgage, not you guys, we investors, I should say, they don't have a clause if you have to pay it early. You don't have to pay prepayment penalty. And I see that in my clients doing the same mistake over and over again. The prepayment penalty is huge. It's like 2% to any time to 5%, anywhere from 2 to 5%. That is a huge amount you have to pay when you sell a property or refinance. So that prepayment penalty is a huge thing I see my clients literally wasting money. But, you know, if you're in real estate business, sometimes you just have to pull the plug and pay the uh, prepayment penalty. And so what is the one thing that sets the successful people apart in real estate investing? They are on the ball. They keep on their reports. They keep on, they're consistently on top of not only accounting, but everything else in between in their business. So for a few of our clients, uh, I know that because we do a back office management for them as well, very selected few clients, and we know what is going on with them. So we do project management and we have found, uh, we started with uh, 50 of them uh, for project management in their real estate and we dropped it down to 10 clients because we saw those clients were really invested in their processes, workflow, and procedures, even with their employees and their team. So what happened is those crucial ones who kept on top of everything is very important. And that's where your success is, being consistent, right? Now, if you look at my social media, I'm not consistent. Sorry. So don't come and poke back me. Either you're not consistent. We get the point, you know, any business has to grow. You have to be diligent and keep up on top of everybody. And building a team, 
right? It's very important the same way as you need a team for loans, you need a team for lenders, you need a team for marketing, you need a team for accounting, you need a team for closing the deals, you know, cold calls, and the list goes on. Delegating is very important. Awesome. Well, Gita, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise with us today. And for our listeners who want to find out more about you and what you're doing in this space, where's the best place that they can go? They can go to realestateaccounting.com and reach me or just Google my name, Gita Faust, and you'll find me right there. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Gita. You're welcome. Thanks, Eileen. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonifacecapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.